Good morning, Rabotai. Morning. Thank you to uh, Reb Chaim Morgan for all of his emailus and setting up the beautiful breakfast. Thank you to Aaron Brody for all of his emailus and everything he does and getting things organized and arranged. And a special thank you to Yitzchak Weiss for his beautiful smile. Okay, let's just do a, a quick recap of last week to remind ourselves where we're holding and for those who were not able to make it last week to get a brief review. We saw the Gemara Tainus, and the Gemara Tainus um, has a drasha, the Pasuk in Re'ei Aser Ta'aser. Rabbi Yochanan teaches us, Aser Bishvil Shetisa Sher, that one can and even should give Meiser in order to become wealthy. And there is a discussion between the son of Resh Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan. And ultimately, Rabbi Yochanan ends up quoting the Pasuk in Malachi, proving the point that you're allowed to test Hashem, even though, generally speaking, we have a prohibition on Isser de Raisa lo tenasu es Hashem elokeichem. You are not allowed to test Hashem. Chutz mizu, the exception is when it comes to Meiser. Like it says in the Pasuk in Malachi, bring your Meiser to the base of Migdash. Test me in this area. If I don't open up for you the bounty of heaven, and I will give you bracha ad blidai. So the, the Gemara itself is only talking about at least one could argue, it's only talking about Meiser of the field. That's the Pasuk in Re'eh, Aser Ta'aser. Tosos, though, quotes the Sifri, where the Sifri has a drasha that it says, Aser Ta'aser es kol tevuah shana shana. And the word kol is coming to include not just the obligation of giving Meiser from your field, but also an obligation to give Meiser from Ribis, Prachmatia, Vacholsha, Revachim. Any income, any Revach, meaning any monetary gain, that's included in the obligation of giving Meiser. So that is the sheet of Tosfos. We saw as well the Mishnah in Perkiavos, where. Rabbi Akiva tells us that Maisro Siag Osher, that giving Maiser is a way to protect and to guard one's wealth. And this was spoken about in Tosfos as well, that not only is giving Maiser a way to become more wealthy, but it's also a way to maintain wealth, because ultimately there's no such thing as maintaining. What I have today doesn't mean I'll have it tomorrow. So the Rebbe Yonah tells us, this idea of Maisro Siag Osher, that's based on the Gemara and Tainus. And he says that giving any type of tzedakah will bring a bracha of a shirus, and therefore a person should never hold himself back and say, I'm not sure I could afford it. Be generous, give ba'ayin yafa. We know this through Chazal, and then he adds in the key words, v'hu emis gam al pihan and this is also proven through experience. Speak to people who do this, and, and they'll tell you it works. Then we got to the Sefer Echinuch on page 3, where he addresses the actual prohibition of, of not testing Hashem. And we took some time trying to navigate through these uh, different ideas here, and we came up with the following, that, like the Gemara tells us generally, testing Hashem is not okay. Why is it not okay? So we would have assumed it's a lack of faith. How can you do something to test Hashem? But that's not really what he says. Sefer Chinuch explains, it's not okay because it's based on a faulty premise. That's not the way Hashem created the, the reality of schar. Because the Gemara tells us in the Vodah Zorah, Hayom There's no schar in this world. So doing a mitzvah in order to get schar, that itself is silly because that's not how a Kaddish Baruch Hu works. So that's why you can't test Hashem. The exception to this is Meiser. Why is that the exception? Because there, 
we have the Pasuk that tells us, you will get schar in this world. <clears throat> Not to say that the reward of doing the mitzvah of tzedakah is only in this world. Obviously that reward is in the next world. But there is a promise of wealth when one gives miser. So to test Hashem in this regard is not a problem at all because it, there's no faulty premise. This is how Hashem set up the system. Now why did Hashem set up the system in this way? He quotes the Pasuk in Mishlei, Malve Hashem Chonendal. And I think last week we translated this Pasuk as Hashem lends to those who are Chonendal, right, who are gracious to the poor. The truth is, though, if you look at the Mepharshim there in the Pasuk in Mishle, they say it a little bit differently. They read the Pasuk, that Malve Hashem, it's considered that you're lending to Hashem when you are Chonendal. And I think this even helps us in our understanding of the Sefer Chinuch, because he's trying to explain why is this the exception? Why did Hashem say when it comes to Miser, there's guaranteed a Shirus? Nothing else is guaranteed. Even if there's a haftacha in other areas of life, we know the concept of Shema, Yigru Machet. It could be that based on different factors or chatayim, that that'll be Ma'akeb the Bracha. When it comes to a shirus, it doesn't make a difference what you do in other areas of life, this haftacha will still be true. So according to this reading of the Pasuk, it actually makes a lot of sense, because if by you giving to the Dal, by you helping the impoverished, it's as if you're lending to Hashem, so then Hashem has to pay back, regardless of what you do in other areas of life. Shouldn't that be a problem with Ribbis, though? Hashem's giving you back more than what you're paying. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if, if you pay out Miser, so Hashem, you, you could say that Hashem will give you back exactly what you pay out of Miser. If you become fabulous, let Hashem do Ribbis on me. I'm okay. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you. It's a good question. Say, Creative question. I was going to ask you on another person. Probably, yeah. Hashem's on a person. Yes. <laughs> I would say this sounds like only like to get back what you put in. How does that make you rich? So, I mean, that's a similar question to what Chaim is saying, right? Right. Assuming that you don't get one. Right. Okay. I'm not sure. But, but that's where we landed here, explaining why this is the exception to the rule. And then at the end, he quoted the Gemara in Baba Basra, where the Gemara has a question over there. That on one hand it tells us, If a person gives money to tzedakah in order that his son should have a refuah, he is a tzaddik gomer. So even though he has this motive, he has an agenda, he's still righteous. So the Sefer Echinuch's question is, but I thought you're not allowed to test Hashem. And the only exception we have for testing Hashem is Miser. Or it's Tzedakah. So how does this work? You're testing Hashem. Now his answer to that question was, look in the Gemara and Babasu. The Gemara there explains, you're not really testing Hashem. It's not that you're going to regret giving the Tzedakah if, God forbid, your son doesn't feel better. But you're hoping this will create a refuah, but you're still giving it because you want to give it. That's the Gemara's answer. Now, we could have the following question really on the Sefer Echinuch, which is, what are you even bothered by? You're quoting that Gemara, giving tzedakah with an ulterior motive, you're a tzaddik. Why does that bother you? Wouldn't that be included in the exception that the Gemara in Tainus speaks about? That when it comes to giving, my sir, we would assume Meiser and Tzedakah go together. And that's what the Sefer Chinuch seems to be going with. So then, of course, you could test Hashem. Why would you be bothered by that Gemara? Am I making any sense? Yeah, but it's only because there's only, there's only one thing that's guaranteed, and that's Ashiras. It's not any other. Oh, so Mr. Roth is quoting the Marsha, right? Like he, like he usually, usually does. That's, that's right. his go-to, exactly. right? Usually goes to the marshal direction over the marshal. That's in Ichanami. But before the answer to appreciate the question, right? The question is, what is the Sefer Echinuch bothered by? That Gemara Baba Basra should fit into the exception of, of the Gemara in Tainus. 
you're giving tzedakah a miser, then you're allowed to test Hashem. So Ari's answering, all we see from that Gemara potentially is, you're allowed to test Hashem in what area? In, in a shirus, in wealth. It could very well be that no matter how much tzedakah and miser you give, if you start making all these different conditions, I'm giving this, I'm going to test Hashem, I want to see a Lamborghini in my driveway tomorrow. Right? Well, no, that one would work. That one should work. Okay, okay, okay. Lamborghini in the driveway, I don't know. I might have enough money to buy a Lamborghini, but I'm testing Hashem. I want to see, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm going to go outside to my basketball hoop. I want to dunk. Right? So is that part of the haftacha? Now I get to dunk? So that's one answer, but let's appreciate the question, okay? That was the approach of the Sefer Achinuch. Rabbi, if one gives, it doesn't have any ulterior love, it just gives because they need it. You don't think about, you don't know. Then you're for sure at Sadiq Gomer. That's That's for sure. Yes. The, everyone will agree the most ideal reason to give tzedakah is to help somebody. That's, <laughs> That's it. Yes. Because I, I really don't know how it works there. It is all hypothetical. That's for sure the most ideal. Let's take a quick look here at the Ramban. This is the Ramban of that same Pasik of Lotanas who is Hashem Elokeichem, not to test Hashem. How does he describe this prohibition? Shalotomru Hayesh Hashem Bekerbeinu Lasos Lononisim. That we shouldn't say, is Hashem really with us? Will He perform miracles for us? Or our whole intent of doing mitzvos is that Hashem will protect us and give us food. Because the Pasuk itself says, don't test Hashem like you tested Hashem b'masa. Masa referring to when the Jews were lacking water in the desert. That's called testing Hashem. When they were complaining, is Hashem really with us? So the way the Ramban understands this prohibition is, She'im yiro she'ashem yitain lehem mayim b'neis me'ito, yelchu acharab midbar. The mindset of the Jews at that time was, if Hashem provides for us, then we're going to continue following Him in the midbar. And if not, then we'll forget the whole thing. That's the definition of testing Hashem according to the Ramban. I'm only doing this if you come through for me. And if you don't come through in the way that I need you to, then I'm saying, forget the whole thing. That was considered a major sin. Because after it was already verified for the Jewish people that Moshe was in, indeed a true Navi Hashem, and Hashem spoke to him, it's no longer appropriate to continue testing Hashem. And if you do so, you're not really testing the Navi, you're not trying to verify if he is a Navi Emis, you're really testing Hashem. And this explains why we really have two different prohibitions coming out of the same Pasuk. When the Pasuk says, don't test Hashem, included in that is A, don't do mitzvos with the mindset of, if you, if you come through for me, then I'll continue being from, if not, forget it. And B, don't continue testing a Navi Hashem once he's already been verified, because that's also just testing Hashem. <clears throat> Says the Ramban in the next paragraph here, this is why it's prohibited for generations to come to test the Torah or the prophets. It's not appropriate to serve Hashem with doubt or needing some kind of, of sign or, or a miracle. Hashem has no desire to do nisim for every person at any time. And it's not appropriate to serve Hashem where I'm just doing so to get reward. Ella, and this is a very important, very powerful line of the Ramban, 
It's possible that you might find in your in your derech Hashem tsar You might encounter pain and tragedy, and that's part of life. And there's no guarantee that by following the derech Hashem you will avoid tsar and ideally, we try to be makabal, whatever comes our way. Okay, this is the Ramban. Now he quotes this idea of, it's not appropriate to serve Hashem al-menas l'kabal pras. Where does that phrase come from? That's a Mishnah in Perk What Mishnah is that? Perak Aleph. So you're not supposed to serve Hashem in order to be Makabal Pras. Now, every time you read that Mishnah, do you assume that if you are serving Hashem Al-Manas Makabal Pras, you're in violation of an Isra Deiraisa of testing Hashem? I don't think most of us would assume that. It's saying that's not the ideal. Is the Ramban telling us that Pshad in that Mishnah is whenever we serve Hashem with hope of reward, putting aside Miser, that's a violation of an Isser Torah? That would be pretty harsh. That's not what the Ramban is saying. What the Ramban is saying is, is that if you serve Hashem, Al-Manas Kabul Pras, in a way where I'm not going to continue serving Hashem, if you don't come through for me, that's an Isser Deiraisa, testing Hashem. It could very well be the Mishnah is talking about doing it L'Shem Shemayim, and if you're doing it for schar or to avoid onesh, that's not fully l'shem shemayim, but you're not in violation of an isur deraisa. But the Ramban's definition of not testing Hashem is, don't allow your avodas Hashem to be dependent on what you think Hashem does or doesn't do for you. Okay, okay. Okay. Nice dear. Okay, so now here's where we get into the, uh, the $64,000 question. And with inflation, we'll call it $1.2 million. Right? Question is like this. The, the Gemara Baba Basra, giving tzedakah al-menash sheyichya b'ni, harezid tzadigamar. So the Sefer Chinuch said, you're allowed to do that because you're not only giving tzedakah for that reason, even if one's child doesn't feel better, you still, you still want to give the tzedakah, which fits very well with the Ramban. I'm not doing it depending on what Hashem will do for me. Now, the question we asked was, why do you need to say that? Why can't they be included in the exception of, of tzedakah and maizah? So you're allowed to test Hashem. So Ari said... Well, maybe you're only allowed to test Hashem when it comes to wealth. So that's what the Marsha tells us. Take a look at the Marsha on the bottom of page four. He says, The only time we say that Tzedakah or Miser, you're allowed to test Hashem, is regarding the nisoyon that it's mutter, meaning regarding the, the testing that the Pasuk is speaking about, you're allowed to test Hashem when it comes to wealth, but not when it comes to refuah or shiduchim or other forms of yeshuos. That's one approach. Now, according to the Marsha, if I want to test Hashem when I give tzedakah or miser, and I want to get wealthy, that's totally permissible, Correct. And there's no distinction between Sadaka and Meiser, correct? Same, Same thing. Okay. Take a look at the Marshal, though, in the middle of the page. Right? We'll go towards the very end here of that Marshal. How are, sorry, how, yes. are you, how are you defining Sadaka versus Meiser? So the truth is we have not yet defined that distinction. <laughs> right? Let's just assume for simplicity that Sadaka is anytime you give money. Anytime you give money to those in need, that's considered Sadaka. Meiser is trying to give a tenth. So theoretically, it could be in one of two cases. I'm not giving Meiser, but I still give tzedakah. When somebody comes around collecting and they need help, I'll give them some money. 
So it's not considered miser, because I'm not, give, I'm not giving 10% of my revach. Is there still a haftacha of a shiris when it comes to tzedakah? Or the other case. Nah, let, let, let's stick with that for now. So we see from so the... You're, you're on your way to giving miser. Maybe by the end of the year you would have given miser. But let's say not. Okay. Let's say there's no havamina of me giving miser. I didn't feel comfortable with that. But I'll give tzedakah. Then you, you're included in the same haftacha? So according to the marsha. The answer is a resounding yes. How do we know? Because his whole question was, what's the Gemara bothered by when you say, what's the Gemara bothered by? Why is that testing Hashem? That should be included in the exception of Miser. But that Gemara is not talking about Miser, that's talking about regular tzedakah. And the answer he gives is because there's no promise for anything else besides wealth. So it sounds that like he's grouping miser. tzedakah and wealth together, tzedakah and miser together. What's that? Maybe that is his miser. It could be, but you know, this cellar is not mashma, you're bidafka giving miser. It sounds like you're giving tzedakah. Okay, but that, the marsha seems to be assuming that we group tzedakah and miser together. And as long as you're trying to test Hashem regarding the shirus, that's mutter. So if Hashem set it up in a way that you can test him, I, I'm assuming, without thinking too deeply, it's because, right, this would encourage people to, to do the mitzvah. Yes. So then, Even why? if you were to think deeply, that's still a good svar. Okay, so then, why, <laughs> so then why would it be that, okay, if I give $12 to tzedakah, I already got the mitzvah. I, I'm already included in this haftacha. Uh-huh. Now I should go give 10%? What, why? Why? Meaning, if I'm, let's say I'm a, strictly, I'm doing it only for the testing Hashem. So what... Why should I get more then? Because it's a good investment. What's mean, the investment? Meaning the more you're giving... You only give some, you don't give 10%. Where does it say that if you give more, you're going to get more? Maybe that's what, maybe that. that's well, what you gave me. My suit's 10%. You're talking about anything after that. No, he didn't. He didn't. When you just get stuck up. You gave some stuff. You stuck up. I give $1,000, but I didn't give 10%. So you're supposed to give my suit. What would hold you? Why would you want it? Do it because you want to get some. You want to get the money back. I, no, I only want the money. I have no. I have no. I have no interest. Care about the if I can get it through doing tzedakah, why do I need to give money? Meaning, if if, if there's a real promise that you will get wealthy, oddly die by giving five bucks here and there, so that I'll, I'll just do that. All right. I give five bucks. Period. Right. Or giving five bucks. Period. So what's the motivation to give miser? Okay. Good cash. Only the mitzvah. That's it. Right. So the answer might be there's a mitzvah, but. You know, Asher, Sasha, it's according to how much you invest, that's what you get back. You're gonna you're gonna make a lot of money, but if you know you got a whole bunch of sheets in front of you, none of them say that. Well, they don't not say Anyway, this is the approach of the Marsha and Ari Roth. Take a look, though, in the middle here. This is the Marshal, his parish on the smog. He's bothered by the same issue. This Gemara Mababasra, why do we have to say that he's not going to have Harata? Just assume it's included in the exception of Miser. So he says, last two lines here. De Miser Lechud... Because Meiser and Tzedakah are separate. The only time we have a promise of a Shirus is when the Gemara is speaking about Meiser. Aser, Taser. Then it says, you'll get a Shirus. Tzedakah, we don't have that same Havtacha. Now why not? Shaharei l'Meiser yesh lo kitzva, u'tzedakah ein la kitzva. When it comes to Miser, there's a set amount, namely 10%. And when it comes to Tzedakah, Ein La Kitzvah, there's no set amount. Now, how is this explaining why the promise of wealth only applies to Miser, not Tzedakah? Because it's a, it's a quantifiable measure. So it. it, it, it Maybe it's because of the question we just said before. If I oh. give five bucks, why should I be included right. in that? Right, meaning it, it could be, it could be, this is Gufa approaching Reb Chaim's question. I don't, I don't want to say like the Marsha explains the Marshal, because to say that you can just give a penny here or there, or a, a pruta, 
and then you're going to get a shirus. How does that work? Ain't la kitzvah. It's mistaver, it's reasonable to assume that there's only a real promise of, of a shirus if there's something you could actually quantify and say, if you do this much, then you'll be zocha to a shirus. But what's coming out is like this. According to the marshal, it sounds like, it sounds like when it comes to tzedakah, are you allowed to test Hashem? Regular tzedakah? No, only for miser. So if I'm not giving miser, even though I'm giving tzedakah, and that's a wonderful thing, there's no promise of a shirus, and therefore don't test Hashem. And if I do test Hashem, that might be a violation of the Isidir Isa. According to the Marsha, I'm allowed to test Hashem both regarding tzedakah and miser. Machlokis, yes. I asked this question last week, and you sort of knocked down my, my whole theory on, on my sir. Mm-hmm. Did I invalidate you last week? Yeah, it was, it was okay. I, I, that's, that's all right. You recovered I'm, since then. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that my child is invalidating me. So, <laughs> I, 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 always, I always looked at my sir as, and it, it seems to think it works very well. The mitzvah of my sir is actually separating your tent from your, from your earnings. At that point, you, have, you, you now have God's money and you have your money. God then turns around to you and says, besides the fact that you, you've accomplished your mitzvah of Meitzer, I'm not giving you the schluss of giving out my money to wherever you are. And this, according to Marzal, would sound like, I mean, again, that's, that's a very clear distinction. Your mitzvah of Meitzer is separating your tenth of, of your earnings. Now it's God's money already. You're now just giving it out for him. You're saying in contrast to tzedakah, we don't it's view it... It's very hard to take money out of your pocket. It's very hard. When you separate, when you, when you do this mitzvah of money, you're not, you're, again, you tell your boss 90% to, the, to, to this account, the other 90% to this account. It's not my money. Hillel, I, I want to start off by saying that's a wonderful insight. I'm validating now. I mean, the, the truth is, the Chafetz Chaim and the Avas Chesed does speak about this, and he makes that point psychologically as well. The reason why the most ideal way of, of separating Meiser is to really have like a whole different account, is that as soon as I get my paycheck, if I have 10% going over here, then it makes it a lot more doable to give that money to Meiser, because I don't view it like I'm taking it from my own pocket. Hill is suggesting that when it comes to Meiser, since you're being mafreshed, we view it more as this is mamish, this is Hashem's money I'm now giving out. Masha'ain Kane by Tzedakah. And you want to suggest that's why maybe the Haftacha of Ashiris only applies to Meiser? It's a different, it's a different action. It's, a, it's you, know, the, you know, the Torah talks about taking your tenth, you know, that, that's where you're, you're guaranteed wealth. The action of just pulling out a dollar to give to the tzedakah box on at that minute of time is is an action of tzedakah. You say that the tzedakah is harder. So then the oh the, for sure tzedakah is harder. The tzedakah was given on on Meiser. But then the ashiras should apply to what's harder. Should have, but the, but Hashem said, listen again. We we spoke the, the, you know the, the, like Ari always says you, you you want to be that vessel that God has to give his has has to give his tzedakah by, and that's where you get guaranteed because you've. You are responsible for taking that. You're, you're a responsible guy, and you take off your your Meiser Hashem. You know that's a good vessel for me to. Okay, so how about we'll do this? Let Let's leave this in the marshal. That could be in the in the general svara. Unfortunately, we're not going to have enough time to really get into like what the sheet of the marshal was, what the marshal held, what the machlokus is. But just to appreciate, this is a machlokus between the marshal and the marsha. Just to answer Chaim's question, harder than let's say in health. Just, there are healthy practices which are a lot easier but may go a long way. Like, get enough sleep. That's easy for everybody. Don't stop. Well, but a lot of people don't have problems sleeping, right? And that's a lot easier than to get exercise or to recharge your diet. But it goes a long way. So, so just because it's easier doesn't mean yeah, that it's not going to accomplish more. Easier than pathways in the world. This works for this and this doesn't work for that. What I want to do to boys' size, I want to jump into, this is the beginning of... The halachas of Meiser and Sadaqah in the Shulchan Aruch, Simon Reish Mem Zayin in Yeridea. And let's see how we pask in halacha the Meiser in this machlokus between the Marshal and the Marsha. Says the Machaber, page 5. Godel scharat Sadaqah v'im kofen aleha. The tremendous reward for giving Sadaqah and do we force people to actually give. This would be helpful for the campaign, by the way. <laughs> Sif Aleph. 
Mitzvah says, say, litain tzedakah kafiyah sagas yad. It's a mitzvah to give tzedakah according to as, as much as you can do. And there are many places in the Torah that speaks about this as a mitzvah saseh and a mitzvah salosaseh. Okay. Uh, fine. Let's skip this sif base. Now, j- just practically speaking, the Pashib Shad of the mitzvah of tzedakah is giving dai machsorum, which means if there are a niyam in the community, my obligation of giving tzedakah is as much as they need. That's the Pashib Shad in the Deiraisa level for how much tzedakah should I be giving. So if we live in a shtetl and there are four niyam who can't really make their monthly budget, so then our chiyav is to get them back on their feet. And even if that means I'm not giving 10% of my, my revach, that's still the mitzvah of tzedakah. That's the Pashib Shad of the mitzvah of tzedakah. We're going to analyze briefly, so where does Meiser come from? regarding Meiser Ksafim. So Tosva said it was a drasha. Okay, we'll see. Sif base. La'olam ein adam ma'ani minat tzedakah. You'll never find someone who becomes poor from giving tzedakah. Velo davara, velo hezek, misgagel al yada, nor are there any bad things or damage that will come through him. Why? Because the Pasuk has a mashmos that the result of giving tzedakah is that you will be b'shleimus. Now it's interesting, what does that mean that you will never become poor by giving tzedakah? The Gemara in Ksubas and Dafnun says, If you want to give tzedakah, that's great. You want to give maizu, that's amazing. The mitzvah minamuvchar is to give not 10%, but 20%. That's the mitzvah minamuvchar. However, don't give more than 20%. Why? You're going to be poor. Huh? You're going to be poor. Exactly, because then you're putting yourself in danger. Because that's not a mitzvah anymore. Anything you give above 20%, Anything you give above 20%, not, 20% not, not, So many, when the Mechaber says, you're never going to become poor by giving tzedakah, that means as long as I'm within the confines of the halacha, of not giving more than 20%, then I have this promise I will not become poor. Once you break that ceiling. Okay. Now, parenthetically, are there exceptions to the rule of not giving more than 20%? Also yes. very important sure for a building campaign. Are. I'm sure there are. <laughs> there are many exceptions to that rule. In the, uh, in the Sefer, Derech Amuna from Chaim Kanievsky, he has about six different exceptions which basically comes at halacha lemaisa, anyone can. <laughs> in, in, in many cases, you could give more than 20%. Well, that's for sure true. Pity and shvuyim or pikuach nefesh or an usher muflog. That's one major exception. The Shittu Mikubetu speaks about this, that if a person, Kanayna Hara, has billions of dollars, if you were to give 25%, you're probably not endangering yourself, right? So that would also be okay. Or even if you're not an usher muflog, but you have a steady income where I know what I'm making this month, I know what I'm making next month, and I can make a cheshbin that giving more than 20% is not going to, to really impact me negatively. So you're allowed to rely on, on bitachon to some degree. Right? You're allowed to bring in bitachon to some degree. But what's interesting here is that the Mechaber says, you'll never become poor by giving tzedakah. I would have said something more encouraging. <laughs> right? You're going to become wealthy by giving tzedakah. So maybe he'll say that in, in the next sif. Let's see. If you have compassion on the anim, Hashem will have compassion on you. Says the Ramah over here. One should think to himself, I'm always asking Hashem for parnasa. Meaning, if I give graciously to a name, Hashem will give graciously to me. One should also think that life is really a cycle. And it's likely, even though things are going well for me, or my family now, it could be five, ten years from now, we'll be in a very different situation. And I might be in need of rachmanus of others. So that's the motivation of the Ramah. 
Now the Mechaber says in Sif Dalid, HaTzedakah Doche Es HaGezeros HaKashos. Giving tzedakah pushes off very harsh decrees. Uberov totzil mimovis litzarfis. And in a time of hunger or famine, it could save you from death. So all these wonderful things will happen if you give tzedakah. Where does the Mechaber say that by giving tzedakah, there's a promise you're going to get wealthy? He doesn't. Comes along the Ramah. Haga. And it makes you wealthy. <coughs> it's also to test Hashem, except for in this regard, like the Pasuk in Malachi says, Please test me. And then he says, Yesh Omrim, maybe you're only allowed to test Hashem with Meiser, but not other forms of tzedakah. So we have two opinions brought in the Ramah, which is basically the Machlok is the Marshal and the Marsha. I thought we didn't define exactly the difference between tzedakah and Meiser. Well, that was the Machlokus between... Well, we didn't really define so much what that difference is. Right. We said Pashibshat... Tzedakah just giving money to those in need without actually giving 10% of your Rebbe. Right. I'm not giving that much. I'm giving a few bucks here and there. So the first opinion the Ramah is quoting is who? That he's assuming that the Havtacha of wealth applies to Meiser and Tzedakah, and therefore I get test Hashem in both. That was the opinion of the Marsha. And then the Yesh Omrim, that it only applies to Meiser and not Tzedakah, that was the opinion of the marshal. We say in that Sunday morning shir if Ramah brings a yeshomrim. <coughs> oh, so what do we say? What do we say? Who remembers? If if any of the posts can bring two opinions, there's a stam and a yeshomrim, right? The assumption is like the stam, and the stam is like the marsha that the haftacha applies to to meiser and sedaka. <coughs> now this is not. This is not so encouraging, right? If someone's asking you, Rabbi, do I know for sure that by giving tzedakah, not miser, right? For me, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there yet to be able to really give 10% of my rebach, but I do want to contribute substantially to this very important cause. Is there a haftacha of a shirus? And you say, well, the truth is, <laughs> there's a yesh omrim that there's not, but the stam of the ramah is that there is. And that's how we paskin. <laughs> So but how confident am I? What's that? No, but he's saying, I'm not going to give Meiser right now. I'm not there. Maybe in a couple of years I'll get there. It's irrelevant. I think it is Meiser. I was going to say, Tzedakah can be Meiser. Meiser can't be Tzedakah. If the case is I'm giving Tzedakah because I want to help an institution or I want to help a few people out, but I'm not willing to give Meiser... That, that's overwhelming for me. But so I'm asking very but, simply, is there still a promise of wealth? Yes. Why not? Because yes. it's still Meiser. So how do we what understand? Is, what's the Yesh Omrim and the Ramah saying? No, that's if you gave Meiser, now you're giving to the Now you're giving to the top. top. But if you have you you hit the 10%, level, then you value the 20%. Uh, Rabbi, how about the opposite? If, if you give... 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 But not by... Shard Tzedakah. So you're saying, once you give 10%, there's a Havtacha. Anything above 10%, there's no haftacha. I already have the haftacha. What do I need it for? I have the haftacha. No, I think this is great. Now you've got two different options here. You get Meisir, you have Ashiris, you give Tzedakah, Mabir and Ezra You get that, you get everything else. No, so 100%. All of that's great, but it's not going to make you wealthy. The Meisir makes you wealthy, and then Tzedakah gets you gets rid of Ezra. So that's true. If I give 10%, then I'm getting everything. Right? Giving 10% for tzedakah is considered tzedakah, and therefore I have all of these beautiful things of being mekayim the mitzvah de raisa, of not becoming poor, of Hashem having rachmanas on me, of being docha all the gezeros, and the haftacha v'shirus. So the Pashib Shad and the Ramah, although he brings both opinions, is that he paskins like the Marsha. What I want to focus on just for a moment, though, is that okay? That's a little bit helpful. That even Sadaka that's not Meiser, according to the Iker Shita of the Ramah, there's a promise of a Shirus. But what do we assume the Machaber holds? He didn't quote this at all regarding Sadaka. Is that an indication 
that the Mahabra holds like the Yesh Omer of the Ramah. I would think that he holds the first So then he should have said it. No, no, I'm saying the Mahabra, not the Ramah. Oh. Right? The Mahabra didn't bring this as any one of the motivations. The Pashib Shat, you could argue, is that he didn't feel that it was included. The Havtach is only for Meiser. If that's what the Mechabra holds, then it becomes a little bit more scary. Someone's asking you, Rabbi, I'm not giving Meiser, but I want to give a substantial tzedakah. Do I have a Havtacha of a shirus? Your question is, are you Sephardi or Ashkenazi? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> What's your basic problem with this? I'm supposed to give Meiser. And he says, but I'm not ready to do it. I'm only giving 5%, right? So he's doing something wrong. So He's a it, sinner. He's not giving what he should be giving. Yeah, he should be giving 10%. Well, he's five. not giving 10%. It's a good kasha. It's a good kasha. Halacha lemaisa. However, halacha lemaisa, which maybe we'll, we'll no, get to in no, subsequent no, shirin. Rabbi Safran, halacha lemaisa. If a person can't pay his monthly expenses, is he mechuyiv to give maisa? No, then he's not chayiv to give maisa. Okay, so I'm saying, but in a case where... he is chayiv to give maisa, and he doesn't give maisa, then he's doing something wrong. That could be. No. How can you get Avat Staka? Because if Hashem gave Avat Staka, Hashem gave Avat Staka. Whether you're a kind of a team or not, we're saying they're independent. What does one have to do But I also want to point out is that even if he's doing something wrong, let's say he should be giving Meiser. The way the Sefer Echinuch explains this special Havtacha of Ashirus is that your Chatoyim will not be Ma'akev. Generally, we could say, listen, maybe the Chait's going to stop the Bracha. That doesn't apply by this. So even if I'm doing something wrong by not giving Meiser, if that Havtacha applies to Tzedakah, then the Chara that should bring is Shirus. So what's coming out is like this. It sounds like the Pasha reading in the Mechaber is that you only have this Havtacha when it comes to Meiser, and the Ramah would paskin, no, you have the Havtacha when it comes to Tzedakah as well. It's based on fields. The original case is based on fields. Yes. Some guy who says, uh, I'm only giving 5% of my produce to the lady. I'm mean, the other five get lost, Levi. I'm not giving it to you. Say, but you get a you get a haftacha of Ashiras because you're doing what you're doing. That doesn't sound right. He's not a good person. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. And you tell me he's getting a haftacha for Ashiras for that. That sounds wrong. Right doesn't always mean that it's Because he did one good no, thing. No, yes, you said before. You said that right doesn't always mean it. doesn't do if he gives Meister, he gets a haftacha. If he doesn't give Meister, he doesn't get a so, but, it, but, it sounds a little, but it sounds a little bit schwer to say the only time that the Mechaber would say you're not getting a promise of wealth when it comes to tzedakah is when your giving of tzedakah is not fulfilling your real requirement. But it sounds like you would say in a case where I can't give more than this. I'm giving as much as I can. I just can't give Meiser yet. Right? The Pashim Shad, the Mechaber makes no distinction. He doesn't mention the Saftacha regarding Tzedakah Bechlal. It sounds like it's something special about Meiser that doesn't apply to, to Tzedakah, even if I'm doing everything right. That's the Pashim Shad. So the question really comes down to, well, how do we paskin? And when it comes to Dar Hashem, it's a difficult question because if we paskin in one direction, does that mean I now feel confident this is how Hashem runs the world? Let's say that shot is wrong and Hashem really runs the world in a different way. How do we go into this whole arena feeling a, a real sense of confidence? Torah so I'll share with you. What? Torah uh, like, starts getting to all this type of stuff. Like, uh, who knows what the answer is? Who knows what the answer is? Like, However, meaning, how, meaning that might be the wrong perspective. Like, if it's Paskin here, this is the way that it works and that's the way Hashem works it. Like, Yes, yes, and although there was a little bit of like a sarcastic tone to that, <laughs> no, but no, no, no but, but that, that's the emes, that's the emes of Whenever it comes to a machlokis, we feel that kalale hapsak not only tell us what to do practically, but if the machlokis is regarding the hanhaga of the boreolam, that also paskins how Hashem is knowing. Torah lo b'shemaimi. So that sounds like an academic question. I'm not sure how Hashem works. But if we paskin like this shita, that means this will be true. However, whatever the mechanics are upstairs. So how do we paskin the maiso? I mean, you just made a jump, by the way. Because that Gemara in Babalitzia is saying, how do you paskin in this room? than what you have to do. So on that, well, No, 100%. There's, there's, there's no raya... Bound by it. There's no raya from the Gemara Bab Metziah. 
But there is a raya from Bali Musar Bali Machshava. I'll show you some of the chorus. Okay, Lemaise is like this though. How do we paskin? So, is giving Meiser, when it comes to money, a chiv de raisa, chiv de rabbanan, or a minig? So we do have different opinions, right? The, the Taz, according to the Rechashulchan, says it's a chiv de raisa. And that sounds like what Tosus is saying. It's a drasha. <coughs> the Aruch HaShulchan says it's a chiv de Rabbanan. Really the chiv of tzedakah is give what's needed. There's a chiv de Rabbanan, give 10%. However, the vast majority of poskim, the Bach, the, the Pnei Yeshua, the Merabi Rattenberg, contemporary poskim like Ramosha and the Chafetz Chaim, they were all of the opinion that giving Meiser is a minig. Now, it doesn't mean to therefore view it lightly, but it's not really a chi of the Raisa, and it's not officially a chi of the Rabbanan. It's a unit. Oh, so this is the question, right? Questions like this. Let's say we conclude, we pass in like the stam of the Ramah, that the Haftacha applies to Meiser and Sadaka, right? Everything. Okay. The question is, if it applies to everything, that's great. But where does the Haftach, where is it said? It's said regarding Meiser. And the Meiser it's talking about is Meiser Sadcha. And the Chafetz Chaim tells us that giving Meiser is a, a minig. So do we know that the Haftach would apply to a minig? Yeah, but couldn't the Ramah saying it does? What do you mean? He's Meaning, you know, tzedak, like, oh, oh, right. So, time, if you would actually have a field and give ten percent, that would be a derisa. That's the difference. Yeah, meaning that there's no derisa of giving ten percent of your money. So, like Rabbi Safran saying, it doesn't really make a difference what the chiv of meiser is. If we're paskining that there's a promise of wealth when it comes to any tzedakah, so that even if you'll tell me meiser is only a minig, but the the haftacha of Ashirus is there no matter what. That's what we're saying. <clears throat> yes, yes, that is the, what the Ramah is saying. But I'll take it one step further, like the Chafetz Chaim does. Let's say you paskin like what the, the Machabra seems to be saying, or the Yesh Omrim of the Ramah, that the Haftacha only applies to Meiser and not Tzedakah. So giving Meiser of your money, that itself is only a minig. Do we know that the Haftacha of wealth would apply to giving Meiser of your money? So says the Chafetz Chaim an amazing thing. He says, yes. Even though we say it's only a minig, it's a very choshev, universally accepted minig, but we know the Haftacha would still apply. How do we know that? Ready for a beautiful, brilliant insight of the Chafetz Chaim? Or should we stop here? It's a little bit late. <laughs> he says like this. What Pasuk does the Gemara quote as the proof that you're allowed to test Hashem? The Pasuk in Malachi. Malachi, we know the Gemara says, is really Ezra. At that time in Jewish history, the vast majority of the Jews were living in Eretz Yisrael? No. No. They were living in Bavel. So it's clear that at that point in time, there was no chiv deiris of trumos and maestros. So one second. But yet, the Pasuk is saying... On that period in time, bring everything to the base of Megdash, and you could test me even regarding this. So it says the Chafetz Chaim, you see, at that point it was only a chi of the Rabbanin. It was not a chi of the Raisa. And nonetheless, Hashem is saying, my promise still applies. Okay, so one second. So if you hold like the Orach HaShulchan, that Maiser is a chi of the Rabbanin, then okay, now, now it's beautiful. Because even though it's a Durbanan, the Gemara is talking about a Chiv Durbanan. But if you hold like the Chafetz Chaim and Ramosh, it's a Minig, so then even though the Gemara you've proven to me is talking about a Durbanan, not a Duraisa, but how do I know Hashem's promise applies to a Minig? So it says the Chafetz Chaim is Svara like this. This is Mamish, the depth of Svara. He says, it doesn't make any sense that Hashem's Haftach would apply to a Durbanan either. <laughs> if there's a promise in the Pasuk referring to the Mitzvah Duraisa, where is the Gemara assuming, right, that it applies to a Durbanan? How does the Prophet say it's applying to a Durbanan? It must be that it's not about the Kiyum HaMitzvah. 
It must be, it's not about the technical fulfillment of the mitzvah of Meiser, it's about the result of the Meiser. And that's why it applies to a Durbanan. If you're focusing on what are you doing for the Anim, what are you doing for the most of Satorah, if you're, if you're nourishing them and you're sustaining them, so then a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, you have my haftacha that, that, that you will be zochah to Ashirus. This brings wealth. So says the Chafetz Chaim, once we could show the Pusik is referring to a derabanan of Meiser, that means it's, it's not about the fulfillment of the mitzvah, it's about the result of the mitzvah. And therefore, even in my world where I hold the whole thing as a minig ba'alma, but Hashem's haftacha applies even to a minig because it's about the result. Are you helping Aniyim? Are you supporting Torah? If the answer is yes, I don't care about the technicalities of the chiv. My promise applies. Is, is that a beautiful step? Why can't we see from the Pasuk in Ezra, though, that it says, have you as called a meiser of Esa Oitzer, that meiser is a din I'm saying this is... The Pasuk in Ezra could be quoting a minig. No, no, he's referring to the Chiyiv de Rabbanan bringing Meiser from one's field at that time. That's a Chiyiv de Rabbanan because most Jews were out of Eretz Yisrael. But if the Haftach applies to the Rabbanan, the Chafetz Chaim is saying in logic, it must be it's not about the fulfillment of the mitzvah, it's about the result. Meiser Ksafen, no, though, is not the same as bringing produce outside of Eretz Yisrael. According to the Chafetz Chaim, it's a step, step down. down. It's not even a Chiyiv de Rabbanan. Or Chashuchan would say it's the same thing, yeah. right? I'm not getting enough excitement or, or euphoria well, from this. I'm, I'm missing the starting point, sorry. Why? This is so, like, demoralizing. No, 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 no. It's, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. Hold on, hold on. I'll be there in a minute. But why, why are we making a distinction? I, I, I mean, I guess from page one I miss. I miss. Why is there a distinction the between a field and your money? That's what, that's what your money meant back then. You, you're, that was everyone's source of income was your field. So why is there a difference? Why, why would we think there's a difference between... Give, giving money from one's crop and just giving your money. Let's say, let's say. What, so you so you stomach the kasha and tosas. Why do you have to have a drush of coal? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good kasha. Yeah, no. Okay. But the answer is, is that if the pasuk is talking about something and there's a particular chiv, so then we need to have a raya that apply, it, it applies to more so, than what the so, pasuk is so, speaking So if to. I'm a shoemaker, I'm not a I'm not an agriculturist. Okay. Then 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 I've got no shot. One might have assumed that. One might have thought that. You'll have other wonderful things for giving tzedakah, but it might be you're not getting that haftach of ashirus. Now, Tosva says, that's why we have a drasha. The Chafetz Chaim is saying, even without the drasha, let's say the drasha is only a smachta ba'alma, it's not creating a chiv de rice of giving meiser, we don't care about your level of chiv. It's the result that we're focusing on. That's how he learns the Gemara and Tainus. If you could be helping people in need, or most of Satorah, so then there's a promise of Ashirus. It's beautiful. Okay, so let's give a lot of Maiser, a lot of Tzedakah, and we'll become very wealthy in order to give more Maiser and more Tzedakah. Amen.